The year is a multiverse of moonness. I'm Dave. I'm Zach. I'm Charlotte. And this is my marvelous year. Variant cover. cover mcu edition we've got dr strange multiverse of madness was out this weekend moon knight first season just ended on disney plus this week we're going to talk about both of them in depth spoilers will follow okay we're going to talk about these puppies in depth if you haven't seen them probably come back after you have i'm dave i'm the founder and editor-in-chief of comicbookherald.com i'm joined today he refuses to bow to me at the start of every podcast, despite ancient custom. It's Zach Dean. How's it going, Zach? Well, the thing is, people did think I was the owner of this podcast for the longest time. But no somehow, one, no between... one has ever made that mistake. But yeah, that, that was, uh, I mean, I think everyone just assumed <laughs> that for a really long time. But um, between episodes, somehow that title got shifted to you, and uh, I just, it still just doesn't sit right with me. So, I do sorry. like the idea of Wong... Like, he's not, like, if he wasn't actually Sorcerer Supreme, but he just kept saying it <laughs> just to bother Steven, <laughs> like, that would actually be really fun. Uh, also, today we have, she's an incredibly powerful woman, therefore she's destined to become a Marvel supervillain. It's Charlotte Fierro. How's it going, Dark Charlotte? Hi. Yeah, can't, can't wait for the time where I die and then I'm brought back and no one has to deal with the consequences of my actions. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to that phase for you as well. Uh, yeah, let's start with Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. I saw it yesterday. It's super top of mind. I haven't written down anything about this movie. I've thought about it and I've talked about it very briefly with my wife who I saw it with. But like, here's the thing. I'm high as a kite on coffee. I haven't had any food today. These are going to be raw, unfiltered Doctor Strange opinions. Okay. They're kind of coming hot. They're going to come in fiery. They're going to come in poorly thought through. <laughs> and, that's, <laughs> and that's just what we're dealing with. And but then like, uh, maybe like Doctor Strange, I just think maybe it's a movie that's better watched with your eyes closed. <laughs> I think that's, that's Dave. I'm telling. If I, listen, I asked the theater manager. I was like, "Can we do captions and no sound for this one?" And they were like, "Sir, you need to leave. Please stop requesting this." Um, we will. We will also touch base on Moon Knight season one. Uh, I think maybe maybe as this goes, we can kind of integrate it in. But I think probably we'll we'll designate when we're going to talk about each. Maybe if you've seen one and not the other yet. Um, but again, spoilers definitely will follow for both. Let's start with Doctor Strange. Uh, Let's start with just big picture reactions to what were your expectations and how did this movie live up to them? Charlotte, let's start with you. Um, I My expectations were weird because like from just general people talking about leaks and stuff like that, I felt like people were expecting a Avengers Endgame level movie where, where it comes to like yeah. the scope of it, the cameo, stuff like that. And from seeing the trailers, I... Except for like a few moments, you don't really get that that much, I don't think. And so I didn't really know what to expect. And f the result, like, I liked that it was maybe smaller than I would have expected. Like, it, not necessarily in its scope, but in like the story it actually tells. 
And um, mm -hmm. yeah, overall, I, I liked it. And I think the problem I, I have with it maybe come down more to MCU fatigue than to problems with the actual movie. Interesting, interesting. Zach, I, what, do you, what do you think before I jump in there? My expectations were, I don't know, expectations were high, but my excitement did, was high for this Did one. you avoid the, the leak circuit like Charlotte's talking about there? Like, did you no, avoid it, sort it of the review on that? No, I, I got, uh, at least I got spoiled on cameos and stuff. Yeah. Um, which is a, a little bit of a bummer. It doesn't really ruin the movie that much because it's not like major plot stuff. It's um, more fun not to know. I mean, I think it literally definitely would have been more fun not agreement. to know. The, the thing that drives me nuts is uh, I had quit Twitter and ugh, God, I know, I know. Tell us more. Everybody that. all the time. But I, I really I had quit Twitter like a week and a half before the movie came out. So it like feels like I'm safe. And then I was just on um, Letterboxd. And I was like looking up the name of <laughs> one of the actors yeah, in yeah. The, the, the like two days before, and like it was like John Krasinski, Mister Fantastic, and I was like, God, mother! <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> like, great. A place you know where what, I you know what mine was. So I I've been I'm not off Twitter. You can find me at Comic Book Herald. But I was I was really trying not to go on. Um, and you know what got me was I was it was two things. I was watching the NBA playoffs. And they had a teaser for the movie, which showed straight up the yellow wheelchair of Professor X. Now, his voice had been teased. It had been talked <laughs> yeah. about to death you know, yeah, for yeah. months now that he's going to be in it. But I didn't know the yellow wheelchair bit, right? That's a specific detail. And then, um, and then I went on Twitter to see what people were saying about the basketball game. And trending is John Krasinski. And I was like, uh -huh. mother F. Yeah. I, it's I, like, know. <laughs> I know what that is. you know. So, yes, I had the same experience. Well, the thing is also you're like, well, is it just trending because people are like, begging for this casting again like they've been doing in you know three month cycles for the past 10 years or uh-huh uh -huh. yeah anyway um yeah so my my excitement was pretty high for this one i think one just because the trailers made it look very like visually interesting and exciting like there's stuff going on here that was uh you know look look, look, look new and fresh and then also sam raimi you know i'm a big sam raimi fan and like hearing he gets got a lot of free reign here it was exciting to me. Um, and I, I think it mostly lived up to my expectations and actually, like, surprised me in a lot of ways. Like, the Sam Raimi-ness of it, it, it. It's not like a Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, right? Like, it's right, not, right. it does not remind me of Sam Raimi Spider-Man. It reminds me of Drag Me to Hell and Evil Dead 2. Um, so, like, that surprised me how much it leaned in that direction. Uh, and, yeah, I, I think, like, flaws for sure. But I, I had a blast with this movie. Um, yeah, really yeah. I had a I had a really fun time. There's one big thing that oh, yeah. I immediately out was out way. on. I want to know. <laughs> you tweeted about this, and I yeah. Mysteriously, I, so I I, I tweeted. There's one big disappointment in this movie, and uh, and I said, if you know, you know. And then it was a it was a very funny Rorschach test of everyone who replied guessed different types of things, and nobody said the same thing that I'm thinking. <laughs> so like okay. clearly, it did not stand out as quote unquote a problem to everyone. And I want to be abundantly clear as we go through this, that the thing that I don't like about this movie did not prevent me from enjoying it. I had a good time. I love the the raminess of it that you're describing, Zach. The fact that they're actually doing, you know, a different feel, a bit of horror at times. I got a couple jump scares out of this movie, right? I jumped a couple times, um, which I don't think has happened in a Marvel movie before. And, and it's got, it, it's to Charlotte's point, I thought it might feel a lot bigger and a lot more big picture based on the multiverse, based on the Illuminati showing up, based on the literal introduction of the Fantastic Four and the X-Men as concepts, right? And these touch points. 
Um, but it's but it's actually much smaller than that in that it does that stuff. But it's a Doctor Strange movie. I mean, it is a doc. Well, well, we'll talk about actually whose movie I really think it is. But you know, it's a it's a character based movie in the way that the MCU does very well, right? And this is the thing yeah. we should always remember about the MCU is they play this stuff slowly and smartly and carefully. They don't just jump into the water <laughs> like Can they don't ever do that. And, and- I'm sorry to, to roast whoever it is in the Slack here, <laughs> but someone in the Slack yesterday was like, they were talking about mutants again and like bringing up one mutant. And they're like, yeah, it's a uh, Wolverine's going to show up in the Miss Marvel show. And I was just like, come on. No. Like, what like, are you no. talking about? No, he is <laughs> not. <laughs> they're not going to unveil Wolverine in Miss yeah, Marvel yeah. next month. Uh, that is that is just not how they function at all. Right. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. So, okay. But so what I said is, you know, so yeah. all that said, like I, I found this very entertaining. I think it's mid-tier. MCU, you know, I think we'll, yeah, we can like maybe talk about rankings at the end, but yeah. it's it's certainly not my favorite. I liked it more than the first Doctor Strange, um, quite oh, a bit, yeah. which I which yeah. I always Easy. expected that yeah. I would. You know, I think a big thing I said at the time is like I'm excited to get out of the origin stage and have just Doctor Strange doing Doctor Strange stuff. I always prefer that kind of movie. This was that, and it's better for it. Um, okay, y- you both were kind of guessing what you thought my disappointment was. Let let's do that, and then let's talk about each of those things individually because i think it's going to take us through a lot of the movie so charlotte you had one what did you think the thing i would be disappointed with was yeah i thought you were talking about samerica chavez because the character in the movie is a very different character uh, than in the comics oh, yeah, but in ways that she to me sexy enough pointing. for you dave come on <laughs> she wasn't what zach sexy enough for you i don't think that's a legitimate complaint you know <laughs> i've run into a little bit of trouble for for my sexiness rankings that I publish on CBH on a private uh, dark web page um, that only I can access. And uh, it's getting weird. I got to tell you, it's getting weird. I'm starting to recognize there are some flaws in evaluating (laughs) in an evaluating story entirely based on character (laughs) sexiness. Yeah, that's Um, can I can I actually backpedal that joke a little bit? Because I I thought Sochil Gomez, the uh, the girl who plays America Chavez, (laughs) I thought she was like 23, 24. No, she's uh, she's like 17. So let's let's just back off that joke. Yeah, yeah. We don't need to talk about that. Like anybody who's focused on that, you're focused on all the wrong things. Um, so let's let's absolutely back down Zach's weird, creepy sarcasm, <laughs> and that is not the point. Uh, no, I I had I had no problems with this portrayal of America Chavez. I, th- I thought the actress did a nice job. Um, I thought introducing her early with the alternate, you know, multi multiverse Stephen Strange showing her. I thought her powers were displayed really coolly. Um, mm-hmm. She punches stars into the multiverse. Like, that's a lot of fun. That's so I, fun. That, that design I, choice is awesome. Yeah, it looked great. I, I am not surprised she didn't have a ton to do. You know, literally, like, I, and this is a thing. Like, I wrote this preview review for April Fool's Day. First off, I was not that far off. Like, there are not, this movie's not that surprising. I don't, I don't think. Um, and the second thing is, you know, I, I said there, like, she's not going to get enough to do here. Um, and that's what happened. And that's not shocking. I think what she got to do, what we got to see of her moms and how her powers manifested. It's a very mutant origin in a lot of ways. You know, your powers manifest and something goes horribly awry and and you have sort of a mental traumatic block because of that. Um, I didn't have I, – I don't have – like, I'm looking forward to seeing her again in, in some form of Young Avengers down the road, right? Like, if she pops up in Miss Marvel – that would actually make sense, you know, that type of character. Uh, Charlotte, you're you're a bigger Young Avengers fan, I think, probably than well, definitely than either of us. Um, what what was your reaction to America? And I, I was disappointed that she, and I think it's a problem I have with um, what they seem to be doing overall with their Young Avengers generation. Like, there's a real sameness of all of them being 
Avengers sidekick and big fans or like playing second fiddle to the to the Avengers and the the adult heroes in a way that's very unappealing to me uh, yeah. and especially in contrast to 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 the comics because here she spends the whole movie afraid of her powers and like her powers work only when she's afraid she doesn't know how to control them and she she's the young character that Doctor Strange has to protect for the whole movie that's not so, that's something that wouldn't work at all with the America Chavez in the comics and like I get that there's a part of it which I just need to let go that it's a different character it's a different portrayal but it also takes takes out what's special about the character I guess and that mm. what um, what makes her different than other characters like in the Young Avengers stuff like that yeah um, and yeah and I feel like they're doing similar things they seem to be sim- doing similar things with Miss Marvel they've done a similar thing with uh, Kate Bishop and yeah I I overall I guess I don't love the the direction in which the MCU Young Avengers, Young Avengers are headed and specifically with uh, America Chavez in Doctor Strange and Multiverse Madness and that's like that's been a problem with Disney uh, and that's gonna be a problem with Disney forever that uh, having a pride pin doesn't count as a lesbian representation like it's extremely disappointing that they are se- they still are giving nothing like I don't know it's um, I, I guess you had her moms right and they didn't run away yeah. from that necessarily but otherwise it's it's not a part of her character or a yeah. conversation as of yet, certainly. Um, yeah, I, I think that's all totally fair. I think the 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 thing about America for fa- people who haven't read Young Avengers is like she's an incredibly cool, confident character. Um, yeah, and she is remarkably unique, and like she can hold her own. Like as comics progress, like she can hold her own with Black Panther and and Carol Danvers. You know, like in the Ultimates run, right? Like she's. She can function on that level quite easily. Here we're getting her in that that you know yeah this kind of like apprentice approach to young avenging that they're doing with everyone to the point of ending with her as a sorcerer in training, which is quite different. Weird. Um, yeah. That that was unexpected, and I, I get why they do it in the MCU, but it's also like oh that's not a thing I needed <laughs> or, or yeah. wanted necessarily, you know. This, so this America is much younger than the not much younger but younger than the one in the comics right the one in the comics yeah. like mid late twenties this one's like sixteen seventeen yeah right um, I, I I hear what you're saying Charlotte and I don't have that much attachment to the character in the comics I've only read like a trade of uh, Young Avengers but like to me this is just kind of like yeah this is how you unfold narrative and attach people to characters as you watch them grow in front of you and have victories right if she just showed up and was like the coolest person in the room immediately it's like it is cooler to see her struggle and fail and then succeed than it is to just have her show up and be like immediately a successful hero so well, like yes that, it worked for me on that she level she succeeds is by dr strange telling her you can succeed <laughs> basically like she yeah i don't know she I doesn't mean, that, that, have the I, focus I, necessary for that to work at least in my opinion I, I mean, I still think that's fine. Like, I still think it's okay for a character to, you know, be scared and have to, like, get a pep talk <laughs> to overcome her fear to, like, step up and use her powers. I also thought it was kind of interesting how, you know, we go from... And I guess this wasn't the original order of operations. I guess behind the scenes, Multiverse of Madness was originally going to come out before No Way Home. But I think in viewing it after No Way Home and the way Doctor Strange is so callous and just like responds so badly 
to Peter Parker as the teenage protege and just basically does everything wrong, takes no accountability, to then see a progression of him like actually mentoring <laughs> and helping a young a young character. That was actually, I don't know how intentional it is, but decent growth for Steven as a character. Again, it's, well, it's it, more it, about Steven than it is about America, certainly. But it was like, yeah. oh, yeah, like he's he's still the smug glib version of this character but like he's actually trying to help a young person and that's nice to see because we well, didn't see that does, at all in no it way is, home. It, it's about america in that moment though like america is the one who defeats scarlet witch at the end of this movie right like she gets sure. her hero moment dr strange does it like he you know gives her a pep talk but then she's the one who steps up and she figures out how to you know like stop wanda and how to like in a way that no one else could so i, I don't know i i feel like you're it, it is you're a little fo- focused on the like part of her that is weak in this and like not on the i mean she gets the big hero moment at the end of this like her big punch to uh to break into the right multiverse and to like send wanda there so charlotte um, zach just called you weak please respond yeah i <laughs> i just think uh i could beat you arm wrestling and i think that's all that matters Ooh, we need to do my marvelous arm wrestling competitions <laughs> for sure yeah via, via discord i, I do i do really, i understand really like where you're coming from though charlotte no, yeah, although you also did and, tell me you didn't like the star punching because it's not the same kind no, of punching that part i know <laughs> no, no, no. that part i i acknowledge that it's super nitpicky but i feel like in the comics yeah, when she does that no no but <laughs> this is important in the comics i feel like when she does that it feels like she's like actually breaking a wall like the the star impact is where her fist is, and in the movie it feels like she's just launching the star portals. I I still think it's a cool effect and it works well. It's like she really does, I think she punches that, that I'm last one open. About that. I, I I know what you're saying though. The the punching like a crack in the the universe is fun, but she, yeah. she kind of does that at the end. She throws a big punch. Uh, big punches like, oh, yeah, all yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, I do want to go back to what Zach punch. was we saying there about Doctor Strange about how America you know takes care of the action right this is actually one thing i really like about multiverse of madness is dr strange like doesn't win a fight right like he is i mean he kind of does i guess he beats he, Baron he wins Mordo, against right? that in a hand to hand strange um, in the music battle yeah yeah sure right and he can defeat himself but like a lot of the moment like he gets his butt kicked a lot actually um yeah. And I, that's not super uncommon, right? We see that all the time with Spider-Man and different characters. Um, but I actually think it's really useful here because Doctor Strange stories for me, regularly when they're at their best, they're not actually about like Steven, <laughs> like as a person. Because here's the thing, and we've said that I've said this a lot in my Marvel's Year comics. I'm not that interested in Stephen Strange. I think he's kind of a boring character. Um, what is fascinating about him is the role of Sorcerer Supreme and all of the magic and supernatural and here multiverse hopping that sort of happens around him, right? Doctor Strange is a vehicle by which a lot of other things can shine, I think. And and yeah. this movie kind of gets that while simultaneously, I mean, it is trying to do the, are you, are you a happy man, Stephen? Um, it, you know, it echoed for me uh, a book that I just added to the reading club, actually, for 1997, which is called What Is It That Disturbs You, Stephen? And just the repetition of this question, uh, it felt very of a piece, even though they're definitely different stories. So, Zach, you you also had a guess for the thing that I thought was really a bummer <laughs> about this movie. Uh, let's talk about that one next. Well, <clears throat> in the, in trying to come up with a guess for what you what problem you had with this, I was like, what is the most unimportant, insignificant, <laughs> nerdy thing that Dave yeah, yeah. could just uh, cling on to? And uh, it, it's that. Rachel McAdams 
says that the the universe that the MCU takes place in is six one six. So I this this did not bother me in the slightest. Um, okay, this, well you know what I, 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 I heard that then. and I it thought really yep, that's me. right. It bothered you. Okay, it, it bothered re- a like lot of left people. And I was a like lot in the car, like why why would they do like talking to Rose about this? Yeah, and yeah. Her sister her sister was in the car, so I had an audience of like a total non comic person being like <laughs> to make fun of you. About? Yep. Deservedly, yeah. Well, tell us, why did it bother you? Explain. Well, just because why didn't they just do literally anything else, right? Like Because wh- because the Marvel Comics universe that we consider the central one, the main uh-huh. one, the yeah. real one, is right. always 616, right? In the in the Marvel Comics verse, that gets designated. I, I don't think it's, I don't know if it's the first time that the number comes up, but I, I think it might have been in the in the Alan Moore, Alan Davis, Captain Alan Britain. Moore, yeah. Certainly they, they codify it, right? Um, yeah. But, like, that's always been the number, okay? Uh, so, for me, it's less an indicator of, like, this is an Earth in the alternate reality so much as, like, this is the main one. It's the same thing as saying Earth 1 in D.C. or I something like so. that. I guess so. I guess so. And that's just how I interpret that. No, but you're, people, you're right. people you're were right. like, well, you this is it, this right. is a version of Marvel Comics, um, and, all, and, and people's, you know, idea of the multiverse means, like, well, the MCU is its own version of Marvel Comics, therefore it should be... Earth 617, right? Or a different mm-hmm, version yeah. than the comics verse because in theory, you could have a comic book story or a movie story where the characters from those universes interacted in the multiverse, right? That sort of idea. I, I gotta say, I don't need that. <laughs> yeah, no, you're I really right. Well, don't. Also, no, and- yes, no, that, that's that's certainly true. And, and if she had said literally any other number, if she's like, your universe is universe 243, it wouldn't be like a cheer line. <laughs> I would have been. I would have been like, Oh, that's weird. Like, I would have been kind of confused. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right. You you talked me into it. I feel like the movies is a different multiverse. Because if if you want to go into, like, nerdy explanation, I feel like they also don't want the MCU multiverse works in different ways than the comics multiverse does. And, like, for example, you don't want the comics multiverse to be held by the rules of, like... In, in the way in which Loki explains the multiverse, stuff like that. Like, it, it, the the MCU multiverse has a specific, maybe not origin story, but way it works, and they don't necessarily want to, to have to deal with uh, what happens in MCU multiverse happens in the comics multiverse and vice versa. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, I totally agree. Okay. And, I, and I like that separation of media and state. Yeah. Honestly. Do you, because do you like I think how I like, deflected any accusation of me being accused of being a nerd by, like, Framing you <laughs> as it, and then myself. <laughs> yes, we it. noticed. We noticed. Yeah, no, it's funny, but I, I, I saw a lot of people mention that, and I was really surprised by it. The, okay, so here, here's the other one that a lot of people guessed that we haven't talked about yet. So this movie has the introduction of the Illuminati, um, or version of them, and this is when Stephen goes to an alternate reality, and then behind the scene, you know, he's drugged by this this version of Baron Mordo, and the reveal is this Earth defeated Thanos. Because their Doctor Strange used the Darkhold, opened the multiverse, and it caused an incursion, caused trillions of lives to die, um, but it ultimately did work. But then in the consequence of that, you had Professor X, you have Black Bolt, a.k.a. Anson Mount, a.k.a. the return of ABC's Inhumans. Did not see that coming. That was Incredible. a shocker. Yeah. Uh, that, that's amazing. You got uh, Haley Atwell back as Captain Carter, which, not surprising based on what if, but cool to see. Um, you got Captain Marvel, uh, and, and you got... Um, John Krasinski showing up as, as Reed Richards, which is obviously a big. That's been fancasted for years, uh, and here they're they're actually delivering on it. Um, so a cool moment in terms of like, wow, we have not seen a lot of these characters or versions of these characters before. 
but all of them are trying to dictate what's going to happen. And long story short, in terms of, okay, what's the disappointment of all this, is we get the introduction of Reed Richards, we get the introduction of Professor X, and they are mauled. <laughs> they are destroyed. I mean, this by... is the real Sam Raimi doing the, like, uh, just a slew of horror movie deaths, like a bunch of different nasty kills. Uh -huh. The Black Bolt one had me, like, like as, as close to cheering out loud in a movie theater <laughs> at any of these MCU <laughs> movies, which I don't do, even, you know. The that was the one. most shocking, because it sets the tone. But let's come oh, back to that in a second. The thing yeah. people thought I'd be disappointed in, and were themselves disappointed in, was... Okay, <laughs> hey, we got Mr. Fantastic and Professor X. How cool, Fantastic Four X-Men, here we go. And then they're just brutally murdered in it's five minutes. It's the best minutes. thing. It's so, it's so good. Yeah. That, that's Clearly you like loved incredible it. about it. Clearly you loved it. Um, yeah. and it's, Charlotte, it works, were you, were you bothered by so this? Well Did you love it? Illuminati. What do you think? I really liked it. I, I think it works very well for the Illuminati that like their, their pride is their downfall. They're so sure of themselves that the real threat is Doctor Strange and that they know better uh -huh. than anyone else and that they can handle Scar the Scarlet Witch. And they just get completely slaughtered and the only person that can save them they have, they have as a prisoner. That's like perfect Illumina Illuminati stuff, I feel. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had no problems with this also. I, I'm with both of you. I really liked it. Um, it was great. <laughs> it was so good. And like, it goes back to that thing we we're saying early, which is like, yeah, okay, Charles or uh, Patrick Stewart's showing up here as Charles Xavier. John Krasinski's here as Reed Richards. They're on an alternate universe. Like, this isn't, these aren't our guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? These, this isn't our team. Yeah. Um, you can do whatever you want with them. Tease out the concept. This doesn't mean the flipping Fantastic Four and X-Men are here to stay. Now, could you have done more with that? You know, with with Reed escaping and that being a tease for Fantastic Four? Sure, you could have. Um, but the fact that they don't is like, that doesn't mean these things are off the table. It no, just means no, in this particular instance, they're not, like... they're not going to build that out. Because it's not that movie. It's Doctor Strange movie. Movie. Um, yeah. I, I had no problem with this. I, I do wish we had gotten to the Illuminati faster. I do because like this is one of my this isn't the big disappointment that I'm going to get to, I promise. Um, but like <laughs> <laughs> it's this movie teased out w too much of what it actually had to reveal, you know, and I talked about we've talked about in the past. I think Marvel's generally very good about like they'll make it seem like they're giving away too much of the movie, but they're really not. With mm -hmm, one exception yeah. in Multiverse of Madness, they gave away too much of the movie. <laughs> they didn't have to tease out Patrick Stewart showing up, you no, know? Yeah, um, and, yeah. like, I was surprised when I saw John – not not surprised, but, like, I was like, okay, I didn't know John Strzelinski, Reed Richards, that they would actually do it. When I wrote my preview review, I was like, it'd be cooler if they did Sue, right? Change it up a bit, subvert expectations. Um, but regardless, it's like we knew they were coming, so get to them faster and then spend a little time with them. Right. I, I think that piece of it, I can understand disappointment because I actually would have liked that as well. Um, I felt like we didn't spend enough time with this Illuminati and then see them destroyed in the way that they are, I think would have been a little more effective. But yeah, other than that, I didn't mind it. It's like for me, it's like, OK, the concept of the Illuminati, still good, <laughs> still fine. The all these different versions of these characters, still good, still fine. Right. Like it's going to happen. We got a whole multiverse full of infinite possibilities. I'm not worried. You know, it, it would be genuinely funny to me if John Krasinski never showed up as Reed Richards again. I know. That's my thought. <laughs> I, I am so curious to find out whether or not he is actually cast as Mr. Fantastic moving do forward. We, do we like John as Reed? Because I got to say, I did not. I like John a lot as an actor. Huge Office fan. Season two, my jam in high school. Uh, I didn't, he didn't use enough big words. 
I mean, he was well, he was fault. fine for five minutes, but I don't necessarily want him to be the MCU Reed Richards because he. I mean, he also like didn't get that much to do, but he. Yeah, he was he was there, and that's fine, I guess. But um, I, yeah, I think I need something else for the MCU. It's a little like Chris Pratt, where I'm like the uh, the actor is kind of annoying to me. But uh... oh, I, uh, Chris Pratt is a great Star Lord. I mean, nobody. But no, yeah, exactly. Now, I, now I like people Chris are bothered Pratt's by him thing. on the, the the who he actually is front, right? Right. Well, but John, when, John when Chris Pratt showed up as Star Lord, everybody was cheering. I mean, John on. Krasinski has like pivoted away from Jim to become you know the like. Uh, America's Midwest dad's sweetheart. <laughs> As an American his, like, Midwestern father, like yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just jealous that it's not me. Yeah. That's my anyway, only problem. No, with that. so when he showed up, I was like, I, I rolled my eyes when I first saw it because I had it leaked for me. But no, he was good and he'd be fine. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate it if he gets cast. Especially, I mean, my my the casting I'm still holding my breath for. Seth Rogen is the thing. I've said it before. I'm gonna cling that to good. that. I do the, like uh, that. I, I do like um, that a lot. Michael yeah, Chiklis showed up in a uh, in Winning Time. <sighs> God, the I Lakers documentary. Yeah. Michael Chiklis yeah, yeah. was a great thing. That's all I want to say there. He's incredible. I mean, they should just yeah. bring him back. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What like, a voice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so so all these characters show up. They're promptly killed. Um, it sounds like none of us were shocked and disappointed by that. I, I have, the I have the a question, shocking though. piece for Wait, me. Okay, I have a question about the kills though. Before you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I was going. But, that's where I'm going, oh, dog. Okay, Let me take all it. Right, all right, Let me all drive. Right, go, go Jeez, ahead. I got the ball in my hands. You run over. You you pat me on the buns and take it away. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable! I thought you were pivoting to something new. You're you're moving fast, you know. Yeah, yeah. I had a lot of coffee and I haven't eaten yet. I, I talked about this right up front. <laughs> I can tell. Um, the kills, okay? The kills. Wanda shows up. Black Bolt's like, or er, reads like he can kill you with a whisper. Black Bolt starts doing like he starts like humming. He's well, he's first like humming I want to say bit. we did we got to see Black Bolt kill somebody with his voice. Like what one of that is one of the most pure like. Pressing the the serotonin neurons in my brain, just yes. releasing serotonin, just to see him open his mouth and decimate Doctor Strange with the the doofiest looking sound cone, right? A very silly looking. Uh, love that, love that scene of the flashback of him killing I Doctor Strange. Don't Getting to love how Black music. Bolt looked. Um, I've only seen him mm-hmm. once. Yeah. In this, I just when he shows up in the comics in the Kirby design, he's just like, oh, that's the coolest character. Like oh, yeah. this, there will yeah. never be a cooler character yeah, than yeah. Black Agar Boltagon. Um, also, save your quips, Steve. Like, yeah, Steven, oh, we, we Steven, we'll talk oh, about yeah. the quips because those <laughs> quips, on. those quips suck. Yeah. He's just, he's so unfunny. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I, I didn't love the visuals. But anyway, Wanda <laughs> removes his mouth. He freaks out, which is always that that visual gag always scares the hell out of me. Always, it happens plenty of places. <laughs> like, it always like freaks me out. Freaks, yeah. But then the piece that I didn't see coming was then the sounds got nowhere to escape, and it blows a hole through the back of his head and it sets the stage for a real brutal massacre the likes of which i mean i don't think there's anything super comparable in the mcu i've i've yeah, seen a surprising right. amount of reaction now to and I, in the moment i didn't have this reaction i wasn't like this movie's violent but a lot of people are talking about it um zach what did you make of this what did you make of the violence and the the display oh i mean I, I i people are i people are talking about it because they're like upset that it's too violent which that's silly. Yeah, like, that, I was that, weirded out by this. Yeah, that was like the thrilling part of it. It, it is like these movies are PG thirteen. You know, like PG thirteen movies can show like violence sometimes. It, stop it taking, push... stop taking your babies to Marvel movies. Okay, <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, I said it before. I'll thing, say it yeah. again. People did ask like in the Slack, like, can I take my six year old or eight year old to this? And we're like, this is the one where I'm like, eh, maybe not. 
Maybe not. Yeah, sometimes, sometimes I would say, well, maybe, but, but, well, not with a six-year-old, but, but, you know, with a younger kid. And this one, I would say, definitely not. Don't do it. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, Black Bolt's skull. You can see that it becomes liquidy <laughs> in the back, right? It doesn't explode backwards. It just gets like, you can see that the uh, the actual skull disintegrated, and it just gets soft. His head, uh, yeah, gets gets all like a, a broken melon, which is it's so gross, it's so nasty. I was so into it. Yeah, but Sam Raimi getting to do that like horror movie. Uh, drag me to hell stuff like eyeballs popping out the the big pop noise when uh the monster's eyeball at the beginning Shumagarathi, yeah mm-hmm. so fun and then professor x getting his neck snapped cap the, the only one that you feel like they had to hold back on is captain carter clearly got they didn't show it yeah, with her shield it. but like they couldn't really like they only could kind of suggest it we can show darth maul getting cut in half but we can't show Haley atwell explain yeah, that exactly yeah, Somebody yeah. make it. Oh well, make and sense. I was I was disappointed because uh, Lashana Lynch uh, just getting crushed by a statue. Ah, I wanted felt I wanted felt insufficient. That. Felt mm-hmm. insufficient. Charlotte, uh, as a as a young young person, were you uh, shocked <laughs> the... by all this violence? <laughs> well, I was terrified. <laughs> I was checking my boots. I was regretting my decision to go see any EMC movie, and I won't be seeing any one of them because they're too terrifying. No, it, okay. <laughs> it was fine. We got a, we got a boycott. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it was it was pretty fun. Uh, I think the black the black bolt one is definitely my favorite. Although, like, way to announce uh, your most powerful member's uh, powers. Really. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's what my wife <laughs> said. Most intelligent yeah. man on earth. Yeah. Like, why would you Why would you tell her that? You don't need to do that. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So 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 far we're three for three all on the same page with all of these. So let me let me reveal what actually bothered me, and you can you can probably both disagree with me on this front. Um, Okay, the one thing that bothered me about Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, and it is a big thing, it is a big choice, it is simply Wanda as the villain. Oh, okay, God, you're, I uh, do not like, like worried the progression. This would be the... Yeah, yeah, no. I do right, not like the it. progression and actually caving in to Dark Wanda. I find it really, it's really a, a counterintuitive reaction to all of WandaVision, which, by the way, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness... Less a sequel to Doctor Strange, more a sequel to WandaVision. <laughs> okay. well, not, not a sequel at all to Spider-Man No Way Home or Loki, which is, I Shockingly. think, what people were Shockingly. expecting. Because yeah. they were yeah. like, well, Loki breaks, you know, the timelines. Spider-Man No Way Home, it shows that he's, like, busting up the universe. So, like, this will be playing off of that. Nope, they're barely mentioned. Well, Loki's not mentioned at all, and Spider-Man No Way Home is mentioned, like, offhandedly. But- I did think the Lokiness and maybe some Kangness behind the scenes would come into play here it yeah, does not okay um but like so here's here's the you know the two-headed snake on this um wanda elizabeth olsen amazing she's great she mm-hmm. carries this movie for me this is her movie this could have been a scarlet witch movie i think i think everything that is most compelling is elizabeth olsen she sells it she sells the horror when she turns at one point and looks directly into the camera. Oh, so fun. I thought she was looking yeah. at me. I thought she was like gonna talk to me personally. You know, I loved, that was I loved that moment. such a nice touch. And there were there were a lot of those little ones. Can I, I think can she's I amazing. That, no, that you can't sequence. point anything out because I need to I need to explain this, all right? Oh, um so <laughs> he's, he's up on his soapbox. All right. I thought I thought she was great. What I didn't think was great is what like we if you so this is a sequel to WandaVision. We watched WandaVision. I liked WandaVision. WandaVision took great pains to avoid, to a degree, the dark Wanda trope, right? To do the she's she's grieving 
and lashing out and hurting people, but to do it in such a way where there was growth and there was progress and you had a character come out of that potentially reconciling and and moving forward in a certain way. You don't move through the grief or whatever, right? Like that trauma is always going to be a part of her, but it didn't fully cave to, uh uh-oh, we got a woman with all this power, let's make her Dark Phoenix, right? Which is a thing that has happened to Wanda time and time again, especially in the 80s and then into Avengers Disassembled and House of M. I was really happy that it didn't do that. The jump from that ending to Multiverse of Madness, where she is fully succumbing now, to the Darkhold's influence, to the the temptation to kill a young girl so that she can find her kids out in the multiverse. It's like, it's just such a jump. I don't love it. I really dislike it for Wanda. I think it's a really bad read and a bad move forward and very, very regressive for this character. And it's like, I get why they do it, right? We've had Dark Wanda stories. She's possessed by Cthan in, in Avengers. And like I said, Avengers disassembled in House of M. She's the one responsible. But the thing that comics have figured out or, or have continued to struggle with is she is perpetually unable to move past those instances now. And that's exactly, and, and so you just, you see that trap and you recognize that trap and you say, oh, that'd be a mistake to do with her. And then you do it anyway. Now Wanda, forever, and I don't believe she's actually gone. I think she's going to come back. She is forever now stuck in this trap of of she was grieving and she lost control. And it, it just bugs me, too, that, like, Wanda picks up the Darkhold and she's ready to commit child murder and, uh, and whatever, alternate reality murder and maybe incursions to get her kids, right? Steven picks up the Darkhold. He gets LASIK in a date with Charlie's Theron, Right? Like, like those are not equitable reactions to to the same thing, and I don't think gender is relevant in that conversation. So I will pause there. Again, entertaining movie. Elizabeth Olsen was great in this role. I just think the role kind of sucks. What do you think? I, I don't know. I mean, like, the thing is, if we had just seen this over and over again, maybe I'd be with you, but this is, like, the second female villain we've had in the MCU out of, you know, like, 25 male villains, right? It's, like, her and Hela are basically the two, like, main female villain. I, I, I don't see this as, like... That's Taskmaster Erasure, but carry on. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, like, there, there are Also, other like, ones, taking like... one of the only female heroes and making her one of the only female villains isn't the compliment you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think that's a problem. I think that's engaging that, like, we're at the point where a, a Avenger that's been on the team for, you know, five, six movies can then pivot to be the villain of one of these movies. I think that's that's great. That means, like, this world is big and... yeah. I mean, you know, like, they were going to do the same thing with Mordo, right? And they kind of half-did, right? Like, they seemed like they were going to pivot in that direction. I don't know. Except people... with Mordo, you feel like that's a result of his own choices. Here, like, the whole thing is, oh, she's being... She's fallen under the influence of the Darkhold. It's like, it, you're, it's still, like, taking away agency from her because she's not... She's doing this because of the Darkhold and not because of, like, her choices. Do you, do you think that's how it framed it? Is that, like, she's, like, out of control? Like, the Darkhold has a grip over her? I, I didn't get that. I mean, that's how they begin, at least, because th- that's what uh, Wong and Doctor Strange say, that, like, she's fallen to to the Darkhold. Like, th- when you start using the Darkhold, it eats at your soul and, like, it brings you under its power. And that's the, that's what's happened to Wanda. Yeah, I don't she, think that's like a possession she, though. Like I, I don't it is I just it don't... is a less deliberate possession than yeah. Cathan take like like in the Avengers Knights of Wondergore, 
Kathan straight up possesses Wanda. She is fully out of her faculties right, yeah, and absolved yeah. from doing the things because it's this demon. I this is not that. I mean, this is definitely maybe the Darkhold's creeping influences, but like mostly it's her making the decisions. I mean, if it's if they intended to sell it as like something else is responsible for her actions here, I did not come away with that interpretation myself. Yeah, but then, yeah, yeah but then if the thing is like she that's entirely her own like what she's deciding to do that's like a very weird jump to me from one division to her yes. slaughtering hundreds of uh, sorcerers and like on a quest to kill people across the multiverse and murder a young girl uh, to bring back her children that's like it's that's such a, a jump. huge jump, yes. and that's hard. Ex- that's hard to sell. Except our, like, I think, like, complaint about Wandavision was that it went really easy on her. <laughs> we were all like, "No, she's much worse than the show is framing her." Right, like, but I don't think the solution is to make her worse. <laughs> I, I don't know I, this, because this is all like production. Like this is complaining about like cross property coherence, which like to me, I'm no, kinda, like, no. It's just a well. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I mean, I, I just think well. One here, here's a little. Uh, Nugget information. Sam Raimi didn't even finish watching WandaVision. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty funny. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like in this movie, as as this movie, I think it works and it sells it fine. I, I think, yes, there's a, a dissonance between this and WandaVision. But like, I don't mind course correction that like makes things dissonant. Because I think like I mean, the way I don't I usually have. I don't usually have a problem with internal consistency for characters in the mcu because this has come under fire in plenty of instances right like the the big one i always think of is thor in ragnarok being like you're not the god of hammers right he levels up he has this growth and then in infinity war he shows up and he's like where can i find the biggest hammer that's all i need (laughs) and it's like wait we just went through this whole journey they're kind of at odds right i think uh Mm -hmm. tony stark's panic attacks in iron man 3 then he gets to infinity war alien invasion and he's like what panic attacks right Internal consistency can be a problem across these properties, and because generally the cadence with which we consume them is months apart, I'm generally not that attached to what came before. Wanda's arc here is probably the most thoroughly I felt it in a negative sense, Um, where the character that I fell in love with, because WandaVision does so much work, and Elizabeth Olsen does so much work to make this character really compelling and really mm-hmm. emotionally connective, I think, in terms of her grief and her love and her desire to have a family. Um, and then it takes this huge leap, and it just sucks all the nuance and all of the 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 intrigue out of the room by going, well, and now she's an archvillain. Um, and, and again, there is a long history, not in the MCU, but in comics, of this as a trope. I mean, it's something we see. It's still repeated today. I could talk about X-Men if you want, but I'm not going to. It's like, it just, it happens a flipping lot. And I don't, I, I think it is kind of, again, it's like one of those things where you can be like, well, it's comics accurate, but here's the thing. So is uh, Carol Danvers getting um, held hostage and impregnated by a weird space god who wants to birth himself. Well, that, that's not my <laughs> Not all comics accuracy is a good thing. I mean, you know? I, I'm not making that argument. I don't care if the comic's accurate or no, not. No, I just, it's weird that you said Avengers 200 is your favorite comic. That's all I want to say. It's like, I, I don't know why <laughs> I said you that brought in that confidence, up. Dave. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's, the internal consistency thing is generally not a thing I focus on. But here with Wanda, I guess because I liked WandaVision so much and and because it is so sort of fresh in my memory. Um, and, and also, like, I I would be fascinated to hear from folks who were like, I didn't, I don't have Disney+. Plus. I didn't watch that. <laughs> the last time I saw Scarlet Witch was in 
Endgame? Yeah. Right? Like, what a weird jump, right? Well, like, my, sis- my sister-in-law is that she came to the movie with us, and she doesn't even know WandaVision existed as a show, and she's mm-hmm. seen, I think she saw Endgame, and she was, I mean, she didn't have, like, it, there was no, like, incoherence for her in it. Because the movie sets it up, like, the, the thing is, the movie itself, I think, is pretty consistent with her, like, from the beginning. It's just when you first see her at the beginning of this movie, there is a, like, oh, well, something's been happening. You've been alone <laughs> for a little bit too long, uh-huh. uh, like, uh-huh. stewing over this, right? Like something you know the, the the path she's gone down in the months since wandavision has been uh a dark one yeah yeah right which yeah. I, I agree that like i think it works for the movie i think as elizabeth holson is really good in in that role and like what they do with the scarlet witch and making her basically a horror movie villain in this specific movie i think that works so like they they might maintain a consistency inside the movie but i think uh, like taking a step back and looking at the whole MCU, I don't like that di- that direction either for that character or for like the that universe in general. I think like like Dave said, it's like bringing com- problems that are with the comics and you could avoid and like bringing that into the movies. And now we're going to have la- to deal with that. And I don't see I don't see how they're going to deal with that in like her future appearances. It's also not that inconceivable to consider her dealing with this problem that she has, which is she lost her children and they're lost in the multiverse. Here's the thing about the multiverse. Infinite possibilities is the only option to possess and effectively kill a version of yourself with your kids, right? What about a universe where your kids don't have parents? And both of you are gone, right? I'm just saying, like, you're playing with the multiverse. You can be more creative with this stuff. Um, She can be on an adventure through the multiverse and want this power in ways that are less so ham-fistedly sort of horror villain. And I completely agree with you, Charlotte, that she's great at that. Like, it, she is, as a movie and as a movie villain, Elizabeth Olsen is fantastic. The scenes are fantastic. She works as this character. I mean, the scenes of her drenched in blood having killed the Illuminati, hobbling through a base, were so horrific that everyone assumed in the trailer that they were a zombie version of her. <laughs> like, like that's that's great. Like, that's awesome. That stuff actually really works, and it makes the movie entertaining. I just think as a choice, as a direction for the character, it's kind of the least interesting thing you could do, and it's definitely the most damaging. I mean, I, it's definitely like, okay, so that character's out. That character's out of the big picture. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a bummer. I don't understand why that's a problem. That's not like it's a problem just... because I just grew to really like her in Wandavision. That's why it's a problem. You just put all this effort in to this really compelling actress and this role in this character who's been a part of the Avengers, and then you sabotage it. But that's in what a makes way that this, you don't like, for this other movie characters. sting more, right? That like her villain turn is a more significant one than Malekith, who just shows up and is just a guy who's like, I'm evil. Like, you don't know anything about me, but I'm evil. We don't know anything about but him. But it's also significant because there. it doesn't track with what we've seen of her previously. Yes. I think like it totally does. She just held, like, this whole town hostage, right? Like, it just, the show kind of made it seem like she was, like, she did this awful thing throughout WandaVision. The show just, like, kind of framed it as not quite as bad as uh, as it actually was. But it was pretty bad. <laughs> right like she mm. held hundreds of yeah. people yes it's bad but she also like see her feel remorse and like she like it started as a maybe an intentional thing that she kept kept up with like it is a bad thing but there's still a leap between that and just slaughtering hundreds of people in Multiverse of Madness like, th- there is I think a significant difference like she she went from complicated character to like arch nemesis and complete like horror movie threats that's like i think she's plenty complicated n- in this right like i i, I don't know i like I think, is she 
Like, just because she's worse doesn't mean that she's not complicated, right? Like, the, her motivations are not interesting here. Her motive, and that, that is the hard part with, with Wanda, actually, is I'm rooting for her for most of the movie. <laughs> like, like they're... Well, that's crazy. <laughs> no, so but it's like, like the motivation <laughs> is, is very understandable. You know, the, the, like that piece alone, you can see the thinking and you can see why people feel like it makes sense is like, well, she just wants to get to her kids. That motivation has somebody with kids, kids back. is like, yes, OK, of course, I get that piece of it. Um, but again, I'm just saying, like, there are potentially other ways to do that. And it just it escalates it so fast. And it's like Charlotte said, it's such a jump. It's not a jump that she would do something bad. Right. Like you're saying, Zach, like she did that to all of Westview. I think some accountability for that action would have made sense here, which weirdly Dr. Strange is like, no, I'm not interested in that, which is like, well, why not? Like that was a violation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Um, but, you know, so they, they really yada yada over that. But yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a giant jump. It's not where I thought or hoped this character was going. And um, it, it doesn't set it up especially well. Like to me, it would be more interesting if Wanda's on the journey with them through the multiverse, but has plans of her own. And maybe over the course of the film, it becomes clear that like, she's going to turn on them. Obviously it's a totally different story then. Um, but it's just like, I, I, I like the, I, I'm not, I'm not against the idea of like this villain being like, yeah, the call's coming from inside the house. It's one of our own, right? It's an Avenger. That is actually the threat. Um, that can be more interesting. Yes. than like just dropping a totally, like if they just drop nightmare into this villain or as a new villain into this, right. They'd, it's not necessarily going to be a better movie. Or, or if it was an evil Doctor Strange, which is what you thought, which is what the trailers kind of made it seem like it was going to be. And that, like, in January when we talked about this, you were like, I'm just not interested. In I this. don't want to see it, I'm, right. I'm really right. bored about the idea of, like, just an evil Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah. No, I see how they come. It's like, I can see how they came to it. And it's not inconceivable. That's the thing. Is like, it's never inconceivable that somebody with all this power would... And and having experienced this trauma, traumatic loss, would would do something like this. But it's just I don't know. It's so kind of played out with Wanda, and I just I really thought they had worked to avoid this direction, and then they just settle back into it because it's easy. Um, and I found that pretty disappointing. Uh, again, I like there's so much stuff about her in this role that is cool as hell. The fact that she <laughs> she can beat all of the sorcerers of the world. Like, this mm-hmm. character's power, yeah. she can destroy the Illuminati in five minutes. Like, the Scarlet Witch's power is incredible. They let her be amazing. She defeats herself. Nobody can beat her. Um, that stuff's interesting, I think, just on a having her be incredibly powerful level. But it's like, well, if she's going to be that powerful, she has to be her bad guy. And that is where I think you run well, into Because it's literally, it's, I mean, that that's such, it is a trope, but power corrupts, right? Like, she's grabbing all this power. It corrupts her, right? She uses it to her own selfish ends. That's, I, I don't know. Like, that all seems very straightforward to me. This doesn't seem like a particularly loaded or, uh, yeah, like problematic trope here. Like, someone grabbing power for their own uh, nefarious ends and it corrupting them is, is pretty common, like, supervillain stuff. Like I, I, if we thought about it, I bet a full, you know, third. Yeah, of but that's that's kind of my point, though, thing. is how many superheroes become supervillains with regularity, right? Well, not in the MCU. We haven't really seen that. I guess I don't think we've seen that before, really. That's a thing that I Remember. thought they were going to avoid here uh, with Wanda in particular, and I think because Elizabeth Olsen is excellent, um, I think it's a better universe when it's not her. Because like, here's the thing: is like, how's she going to come back now? Right? She's going to show up again. And it's going to have to be I like, and now I'm going to get redemption because yeah. I saw my kids and I cried a little. 
There's no right? way she murdered so many people. They're not gonna. They can't. They can't do that. They can't redeem her. That's <laughs> the problem. So but they, uh, that's but the that, problem. That, that, yeah, exactly. That's the problem. That they are going to bring her back. Obviously, like she. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's. Y- if you don't see a body, the character's not dead. Like that's the thing, and she's a hugely popular character now. Yeah, they're definitely not going to leave uh, her. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll I'll be wrong in five years from now, but uh, I don't well, know. I, I don't see long. them bringing her back. Yeah, that's, that's a weekly occurrence like... for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I I mean I'm glad you disagree because it offers the the chance to to hash it out a little bit. And again, like I, mean, I just I cannot emphasize enough. Entertaining movie. She's great. The power's amazing. Um, I just coming out of Wandavision, I was like, I really hate this for Wanda. And some of it is kind of hard to articulate. I think some of it is comics baggage and not MCU baggage. Yeah, I, right. Because Scarlet Witch is one of those characters. <laughs> Charlotte and I were talking about this uh, uh, privately, <laughs> um, and uh, it was like Scarlet Witch is one of those characters where people are like, she's never had a good comic. Every writer who's ever written her has done her wrong, but I love her with my entire heart. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I don't know. I like that. That is just that's such a thing that never rings true to me because I'm like, they're not real. So like, the only way that I like them is if they're in stories that I like. Where they, so it's like, if every appearance of them is them being quote unquote done wrong, then I'm kind of like, well, it's just a character that doesn't work. Then I'm like, no one knows what to do with. So like, I I don't have that like, I wish she would just be happy <laughs> thing. Like, I wish she would just. Get it's, to not be happy. Uh, it's not that. It's not that for me. I gotta say, I I didn't. Okay. I wasn't looking for post WandaVision. Well, she's done with her grief now. Let her be happy. Like it's not necessarily that. Um, I gotta say. But okay, so, so that you was just my... think like between WandaVision and Doctor Strange, like there's something missing at like seeing her. Th- this turn is just too abrupt. Yeah, I think that's yeah. fair. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I get that. Too abrupt, maybe also point. too strong. Like it goes maybe too <laughs> far if you if you want to read him her afterwards, which they will. Because honestly, now. I'm I'm looking at like the the announcement of like the Agatha Harkness show, and I'm saying in the same way that uh, Boba Fett was a Mandalorian season 2.5, I'm seeing like Agatha Harkness being one division 1.5, and they're just gonna bring her back in that in that. Right. Like that. That's how that show makes sense to me. Right. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it'll be off. I mean, I don't want that. Like, I kind of think like this is good. Scarlet Witch is gone. Like, I liked her ending. You know, I liked her eyes really being open to like. The, uh, the the what she's doing and the idea of like well I mean the other Elizabeth Olsen right the other Elizabeth Olsen the other Wanda Maximoff being like they'll be loved right like that they're taken care of just because you're not taking care of them like they're fine uh, and you know that that ending worked for me that was a good line um, uh, can 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 we get into like the fun stuff <laughs> about this <laughs> I just want to talk about the big music battle. Which oh, I love that. Yeah. Super fun. Yep. Like, th- the thing about this movie that I think makes it work and makes it, like, really pop uh, for me is just, like, the constant aesthetic choices, the design choices of, like, Doctor Strange's power and the multiverse. Doctor Strange just casually casting spells that bring, like, a, a weird little chompy Pac-Man head out of the ground to, like, eat something. Giant yes. hands. Yes. Thank you. He yes. summons. Like, the spells are not all just, like, here's some orange energy. Here's an orange circle. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Which is still here, but, like, it expands well beyond that. So you get, you know, uh, way more stuff than that. Like, his powers just expand way out to, to casting music notes, pulling music notes off of sheet music, and using them as yeah. weapons in that super fun sequence. 
Um, yeah, that, that's a problem I had with the first uh, Doctor Strange movie is that it's made MCU magic into a very boring thing of like, just like mm-hmm. yellow sparkles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And here they make it into something that's very, that is weird and that is that feels kind of random in that you have spells for bringing, like you said, a giant dog head from the ground or having a full music battle. Like mm-hmm. that, That's very fun and th- that feels more varied and interesting than what the first movie did i had that thought a few times too where when doctor strange is fighting it's like how is this any different than telekinesis or how is this any different than like magneto right like throwing rocks around at a bad guy right like and it's it's those types of things that zach and you just described in the music battle it's like yeah it should get weird it should be visually distinct and And, strange visuals the visuals of the first one that popped because some of it did was like the dark dimension the mirror dimension which still looks very cool we get a little bit of mirror dimension here uh and the like the trip through the the like astral plane you're right but those were like little things those weren't like integrating the magic in that when he casts magic he's doing all kinds of bonkers stuff is uh is really fun and we get another one of those like that trip through the multiverse sequence was super fun can't wait to just see that again where they're just moving through you know like prehistoric times they (laughs) they become paint for a little bit uh all, all that stuff is was a blast that was cool yeah 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 just uh just like Kind of fun, big CGI blockbuster stuff that, like, worked well. Oh, actually, speaking of just, like, really fun sequences with the CGI, the sequence where the other Wanda gets possessed by the Scarlet Witch, and it's just, like, a horror yeah, movie yeah. for her. That sequence is so cool. The, the, like, the storm in a teacup that she looks down and sees. She mm-hmm. sees the peas just rolling yeah. around her plate. All that stuff, how quiet it gets there. Really fun, like a really, really well done sequence, and then that's where she ends up looking straight at the camera and looking out into the audience. That that yeah. that sequence is excellent. Totally agree. Totally agree. No, I thought it, and it was like, I don't know, it's because it's Sam Raimi, and like I know the name, right? And we all do from Spider Man, but it's like I, people complain so much about these visu- these movies never have any distinct visual flair, and it was like I was consistently pleased throughout this, thinking like, well, that felt unique. That felt like mm-hmm. somebody who yeah. wants to kind of put their stamp on it and do their own thing. It's still a Marvel movie. Don't get don't get anyone wrong, right? It's not like Yeah, I know. Yeah. this independent thing, but uh but you know, there's there's enough flair within that that it works. Um let's before we rank it, kind of talk about where we think it stands. Uh what else did we love or didn't love kind of about like where things are going, what this might mean, um just anything about like what you're looking forward to coming next or even just like the post-credits tease and well can we talk what the charlotte you're are. you're kind of just fatigued a little with the mcu right yes i mean part of it is just like i'm realizing i just need to detach it from the comics and just realize that i'm always going to be more of a comics fan and that yeah the movies like the mcu version will always feel to me like a slightly worse or at least slightly less good version and that's fine that's just different and like I, I that's okay um but yeah i don't know it's like it's also like because it's the mcu is heading into ground of like comic stuff i really really love some of my favorite comic stuff like exact specifically the young avengers and then the the hickman stuff with like what they're doing here with the illuminatis the incursion stuff like that and like i think because the mcu now is touching into territory of stuff i absolutely love from the comics i need to detach it and like be fine with the fact that I'm definitely not going to like it as much as the comics. Yeah, I, I have a similar thing I need to do on a regular basis of enjoying it for what it is and recognizing I always like comics more. Um, it, it's, I don't know, it's not dissimilar from like 
the books better than the, the show or the stuff, right? Yeah, that, um, that's but the not MCU, me, though, it's uh, the interesting thing about. Well, we know you don't like comics. Yeah, I so like. I like. I'm a, I'm a cinema fan. Yeah, yeah, know, you're so. like big C cinema <laughs> guy. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> amazing. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, it's. I have a similar thing. I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not MCU fit- well, I don't know, like Moon Knight makes me feel a little MCU fatigued. Um, you know, like the Disney Plus arc and kind of where I think it's going makes me feel a little MCU fatigued. The movie did not at all. Multiverse of Madness, I'm like I'm kind of always here for what's the next step on the journey, what's the next vision, what interesting things are going to come out of this. Um, I'm not I don't I don't know. I found I've found that piece, I guess. <laughs> in ways where it's like I know kind of what I'm expecting, and I hope I'm entertained and have a good time, and I hope I see something kind of interesting. You know, I think the the hardest part I have with Multiverse Madness is, like, the thing I was most, the only thing I wasn't expecting and wasn't prepared for was Wanda as the arch-villain, actually. Like, Which that was actually, I think, the only pivoting, chamber like, they kept in the barrel. Secret. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because yeah. everything else, they, like, they gave away everything else that was cool, which kind of sucks, I think. Well, it's, it's um, interesting because, like, I, I mean, I, I was I was a big grin on my face when I realized that, like, we were, like, 80% of the way through the movie. And I was like, there was still, like, there's a creepy undead Doctor Strange that I remember seeing the trailer yeah. with, like, a bunch yeah, yeah. of arms. And I was like, and when I realized that that was Doctor Strange possessing his own, like, rotting corpse, like, huge, Which, huge. It, the composition then, in the MCU is very quick because it's been, like, a day and see, he's already missing half of his jaw. Yeah, it's just cool, Charlotte. Don't question it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Rose, Rose I did know. the same thing, and I was like, it doesn't matter. It looks cool. <laughs> I thought uh, that was cool as hell, and I, I love he, that for the final, you know, the third act, they're like, hey, Benedict, you're going to be in, like, tactile zombie makeup for all oh, of this. Yeah, I that love that. Is, that makeup is great. And, and, well, I mean, not only that he summons a zombie version of himself, but then he's being attacked by, like, the souls of the damned, and then uh, he, he gets the inspiration to use them, and so he, like, wields the souls of the damned. To create uh, Christine a gives him the inspiration him. to use yeah, them. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, she so she gets to do something, which is good. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rachel McAdams is also in this movie, and we've gone. <laughs> I, she doesn't get a lot to do, but she gets more to do than the first one, for sure. Can I, can I say, too, like, yeah. I love, I like Rachel McAdams a lot. I like Benedict Cumberbatch as an actor a lot. I do not care about the relationship at all. No, and uh-uh. I think that's one of the no. hardest things that the MCU has, frankly, is most of their, a lot of their big heroes, especially the kind of like adults, you know, the types who are like maybe in charge of the Avengers, the relationships are so disinteresting. Um, that's actually where I think Disney Plus has succeeded probably more than anywhere else. Spider-Man does an okay job because we have pre-built relationship here but like when they're asking questions about like can christine and steven get together i'm like christine like what what, what the f do i care <laughs> yeah, about right. this like what are we talking yeah, about you know i agree um so future of the mcu the only te- i mean we get a tease here at the end oh i i do love so at the very very end of this everyone's happy the the world has been saved every everything's in its right place and you get a very sam raimi drag me to hell final like shocking 30 seconds that's uh, good with the with that guitar riff <laughs> as he goes in the street and then his third eye opens up and he has a big gross creepy eye uh, in his forehead yeah and it felt like like when the vision moments of like the the music is epic and swelling and it seems like kind of a happy music and you see him like screaming in pain and that's a very fun very fun moment i mean yeah. we get a few of those like really hammy sam raimi mo- the, the moment where uh, i love the them. zombie version gives america a pep talk 
and then gives her this big wink. Oh, love, <laughs> yeah. loved that. That was yeah. like that was probably my favorite like joke of this movie. Which this movie is full of bad jokes. That all the one liners, such bad one liners. I I think um, I'm gonna take you to meet the Illuminati. The Illuminati is oh is yeah one of the worst jokes yeah. the MCU has ever written. <laughs> I've complained. <laughs> just, I've complained for a terrible. long time about like you know the MCU's just inability to like use comics names or costumes without a glib remark yeah you know i've complained about that forever but the thing is the illuminati already exists it's a real like it's a i name. know that's People just know. a flipping word like what and, and like every literally it's everyone who's announced you know dr strange like black and it's like, I know. It's like yeah. he's just so much he's just less it's, funny tony stark and it's like you know what dr strange i would prefer benedict to be playing super serious takes his job incredibly serious Stephen strange that's actually the first yeah, his character. one-liners are not he's not good at delivering and I'm, them yeah and i'm not anti-humor in the mcu like i know that's like a weird camp not that at all i love the humor of the mcu i'm great with it it sucks in these movies because it's it's poorly written and it's not delivered well at all um and it just doesn't fit this character it doesn't make sense it doesn't work yeah it, de- it uh, depends movie yeah. to movie but you know they can't they, like they all can't but I'm be saying the, exact the humor film. here is the campy stuff of, yeah, a big old wink from a zombie strange. Right, which is um, so funny, yeah. The, the Bruce Campbell yeah. stuff sucked, actually. Um, you didn't That like was it? just, it was too mean. It was too mean. Oh. You have that guy punch himself <laughs> for three weeks? Genuinely I mean, it's, mean. It's just cruel. I, I guess maybe it's just Evil Dead 2. It's exactly letting Bruce Campbell just do the Evil Dead 2 scene again. I know. So like, it's like, I, I, I know. But me. still, I hate but, that for the character. Like, that's Jesse I, Custer using the voice on the guy and making him count the sand on the beach level cruel. Like, too much. Ooh, yeah. Too much. Good moment. <laughs> yeah, well, that makes sense in Preacher. Yeah, you're, you're kind of right. It doesn't It doesn't make sense here. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway. So, the, uh, the one, of, one of the lamest, like, mid-credit scenes I think we've ever had, which is literally like, hey, we cast Charlize Theron. Yeah, that was a dud. Um, I, <laughs> That's it. That's the only mystery. Presumably thing. she's Clea, right? I mean, we, yes, we yes, assume yes. she's going to be Clea. She's taking him to a dark dimension. Steven's got his cool third eye. There's going to be another movie. Okay. Uh, that was not what I wanted to see in that moment. <laughs> I got to say. I would have liked to have seen Mordo, you know, back on Alt-Earth. I would have liked to have seen some sort of Wanda tease. Um, I, there's Warlock. a lot of things connected to the movie. That I would have found interesting, and that was yeah, Alpha not Flight, money. maybe a little puck action, right? Um, <laughs> puck just goes somersaulting across the street in the background <laughs> while uh, while Doctor Strange's third eye is open. Yeah, I, I I actually don't mind them punking us with the Bruce Campbell final thing. Like that's no, that's fine. It's a little annoying, yeah. but it's I know that, and that's fine. It, that um, got a you huge know laugh from my audience. That that last little beat. Oh, yeah, one of the biggest laughs in the in the theater where where I watched it. People were mad. People were groaning uh-huh. like, "What really?" Oh, yeah, I got, we got we got a huge laugh for that one. You know what it did I mean, afford me? French people always complain, so it makes sense. But, uh... <laughs> it did afford me um, in the credits. They so when you get to the music section, there's a bit that says X Men '97 theme, which is what they played when Professor X showed up. Yeah, which I yeah. thought was a really interesting reference because it sort of was like, "Oh, is this?" Is this the Professor X of X Men '97, or did we just reuse a theme and that's not connected? Because I, for the, I assumed like this X Men '97 thing. I'm like, well, this isn't going to connect to the MCU at all. But now it's like, well, it could be an alternate reality, actually. Um, maybe they just do that. And like, and this this Patrick Stewart did. He had the big yellow chair, right? Which was an animated series thing. But he also really hammed up the the I'm using my psychic projection with the hands on the head, um, mm-hmm. which feels like animated series. So I'm kind of like, well, maybe that was 
super intentional, which yeah. I don't know how interesting that is, but it was it wasn't what I expected. Yeah, I liked I liked him and Scarlet Witch having that little moment together <laughs> in her in her head before she snaps his neck. Uh, I thought that was fun. Yeah, and it, like and yeah. nobody lifts an eyebrow like Patrick Stewart, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. got a got a little eyebrow lift. Yeah, I, I was that. I was yeah. more uh, worried about like the Fox X Men coming into the MCU because of this, but this kind of just was like, oh, it's just a yeah, it's just a fun little like cameo and a wink. It's yeah, like a I got. I've been seeing that since now that I've gone back online and I'm kind of looking at what people are saying about it and just the people who are like the Fox X-Men are going to show up or all the Fantastic Four are going to show up and like all these like outsized expectations is just like, it's like y'all need to need to think about what these movies have done over the course maybe, of yeah. Yeah, 14 maybe years. Yeah. See you and see people how are saying like for decades. Tom Cruise, Iron Man, Deadpool, the Tom Cruise, Jackman, Iron Man thing. I was like, I really hope we don't see that. But also it's like, it's like what, like what? Where do these rumors come from? Sometimes it's like, what, what is this based in? Like, what are you talking I can't about? Wait to see I mean, Daniel Radcliffe honestly, as like next John Krasinski, Mister Fantastic, isn't that far off from like a Tom Cruise Iron Man or something like that. That's fair in that it's kind of just like social media manifested in reality. Yeah. Um, I saw some, I saw some theories that now that John Watts is off Fantastic Four, that John Krasinski might be the next director. Um, which people seem to think has some some credibility. See, so. I mean, Quiet Place is good. Yeah, he's, he's seems like a decent director based on oh, this. I don't know. Way too scary. Oh. No way I'm watching that. <laughs> I, my only thought about that is uh, <laughs> them casting him and Emily Blunt as uh, as the uh, the Richards. Sure. Um, is would be fine. Like I think it would work fine in a movie. I don't know if the MC would do that just because like they cast people for the next ten to fifteen years, right? It's not like for one movie. So, like, casting a married couple seems uh, dangerous because it's just like... What if they get divorced? That's interesting. Well, celebrity married couples are, you know, notoriously (laughs) always divorcing. So, like, casting somebody where, you know, their relationship could get in the way of the MCU's, you know, 10-year plan. That would lead to a lot of good, not good press, but a lot of press, though. Well, you I'm could also you put it seen... in the movie and then have her be with Namor the way that we all want. It's a classic Civil War situation. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm surprised you haven't seen The Quiet Place, Dave, because I-, I would think like it would lend uh, credibility to your theory that every movie is better without the <laughs> <a> sound on. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might have to now. I might have to now just to, to tease it out and see. Okay, yep. so I, I think that's a good conversation about Doctor Strange. Again, I've got it pretty mid-tier. I think in the MCU overall, um, for me, it's probably in the, it's kind of in the Shang-Chi range, um, you know, kind of my mid tier. It's, it's going to go somewhere between my third tier of good and my fourth tier of perfectly average, which is where I've got like Black Widow. I've got Iron Man 3 in there, which I know, I know you like Iron Man 3 a lot more. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know. For me, it's kind of like, it's kind of like right in the middle, you know, I don't know. What what, what do you think? Higher than that. It's like. Better than prob- better than average, you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not not like top tier, but like just a little below it. Okay. Okay. Charlotte. Yeah, I think I would tend to agree. I think it's a B or C tier for me. Yeah. Like it's. Uh, I think C-tier. maybe it's uh, like first Avengers movie uh, like level for me. Okay. Okay. Well, Charlotte I've got and I got a lot do, lower than that. Charlotte and I did do an MCU tier list of the first two phases, and we'll go back and finish it up. Yeah. At some point, uh, so you can go see what we. <laughs> what we think is an A, B, C tier, etc. Right. So that, oh, right. that's on the Patreon, actually. Just to plug our Patreon real quick. Uh, and $3 a month, you can get access to the two-hour tier list uh, podcast. There you go. Than I did. Yep. There you go. All right. So I've got like seven minutes. 
Today's Mother's <laughs> Day. <laughs> to talk about uh, Moon Knight. I've got, I've got seven minutes to talk fine. about Moon Knight. I actually think it's going to be enough. Um, yeah. Here's the thing. I was pretty fatigued throughout this. I was. It felt like homework. My, my main take on Moon Knight right now is I don't think Marvel gets quite gets what to do with TV yet. I don't think they understand the format. WandaVision and, and Loki were the exceptions to the rule. I think the actual... Like, those were, like, accidents, like, happy accidents, frankly. I think what they are doing and what they kind of feels like they're going to keep doing is, like, okay, we're going to introduce a bunch of new characters now, and instead of the two-hour movie that we're really good at, we're going to make it six or seven hours (laughs) of drawn-out TV. And it just feels like we're just doing an overstuffed version without trimming the fat and getting to the good stuff. I think there was good stuff in Moon Knight. I think Oscar Isaacs. I, I like all the performers, with the exception of Ethan Hawke, who I have no understanding or basis of familiarity with much to Zach's chagrin um but uh no i liked him finding this i just i've never seen ethan hawk stuff but uh but like the fifth episode was a standout it it really worked on an emotional level um i like that there was a hippo and an alligator but uh but otherwise i was not that crazy about moon knight i think it's probably it probably winds up for me a little bit better than hawkeye um and captain falcon winter soldier but way below wandavision and loki but Zach, I know you liked it a lot. Charlotte, before Zach, before you say why you like so much, um, yeah, I don't know what Charlotte. Charlotte, what's your what's your take on Moon Knight? Uh, I really liked it. I think it was a very like that's what I said on Select. Very fun superhero show. It's not like I don't love it in the way I did like like you said Loki when the Vision. It's just below that for me. Like very very strong fun superhero TV. Um, I really like Oscar Isaac in the role. I also really liked the the actress who played Layla. Make Palamo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, who's like a character that they're retrofitting her into a like superhero from the comics, but like she's nothing like any character from the comics. Yeah, sol- she, solid hawk girl. A new... <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. I, I saw people kind, comparing kind of her Wonder to Woman like the, the golden, golden yeah, golden outfit from Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Um, yeah, this is better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good. And uh, yeah, very, very strong, very strong stuff. I'm curious about like where they're heading next. Um, I do want to call it like very fair critique I've seen like from people with the DID on the the treatment of the ID in the show and specifically at the very end with what they do with like they seem to be teasing some kind of evil alter which is Jake, a thing Jake that Lockley, is yeah, pretty problematic. Is the yeah, of, the, the more the one without morals. Yeah, um, but, like I think overall strong strong superhero TV is my take. Okay. Yeah, Zach. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I thought I, I was like, this is if WandaVision, it's actually pretty close to WandaVision for me, but only because WandaVision kind of beefed it at the end there. Uh, so it's it's like it's right around Loki. It's right around WandaVision for me, maybe a little bit below. Um, but yeah, I think super strong, largely based off the performances. I think it looks good, like which these shows don't always look good, like Captain America or Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, and Hawkeye. I don't think particularly like look that good. I think the show looks nice. It's uh like it was always doing something new, right? Like turning back the night sky with uh, yeah. Conchu. I think Conchu's characterization is very fun. Uh, F. Murray Abraham doing him that won me great, over and I think by it the looks end. good. Yeah, the look of the gods was like very good. Like Conchu and Taweret were very mm-hmm. like looked really good. Like that, yeah, yep. yeah. Taweret especially. I didn't like the alligator at the end. The alligator was a little too cartoony, uh, Amit, but um. Yeah, besides that, like, the performances and the actual, like, I, I mean, it's a little bit of a, like, we got to go there to get this, to stop that happening, right? Like, that's the majority of what's driving the plot. Um, but usually it was just kind of a fun, like, adventure serial that uh, worked. Yeah, it worked well. Like, 
again, I to me, the, the, the trick of these shows, because I don't really watch that much, like, TV, especially superhero TV, is because it's too long. The trick of these shows being, like, five, six episodes is what redeems all these for me. If, if Moon Knight was 12 episodes long, I would not be interested in it. But yeah, six episodes? No, for sure. I, I'm on board. Yeah, no, it probably should have been three. Um, but I, I, <laughs> I don't. You. I don't know. I I could see it getting squeezed down to five. I'll give you five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that actually do that. Uh, no, I, I agree. It's they're limiting it enough that it's not so crazy, and I'm not actually I'm not actually having a hard time watching yeah. it week to week. But I, I don't. Think oh, I and feel some of the tremendously costumes. rewarded by it. The MCU has had. I mean, those costume designs are made by. You know, Love these costumes. Yeah, ripped straight out of the comics. Uh, I don't know who to credit for creating these. Um, these costumes but uh the both of those costumes are excellent and like the way that they they show up in the the show it's really fun i did think it was definitely a bold choice to have such little moon knight (laughs) in this in this show um it was bold i i think to like if this is netflix right and they do a moon knight series you know we'd have so much of that daredevil-esque moon knight fight stuff right Mm -hmm. the actual street vigilanteism there's none of that, <laughs> like literally yeah, there, none. There's none. Of it's talked about. It's thing. in the past. It happened, but they don't show any of it. I did miss that because that is a thing I like about this character. If they yeah. do a season two, because at the end of it, I was kind of to my wife. I was like, "Do we do we want to watch a season two? And I think we're both kind of on the fence. Um, I'd be curious where where it would go. I'm not crazy about the Jake third altar, the mystery thing. You know the. It just that, like Charlotte was saying, like that actually feels kind of well, like a step the back like, on the on the representation part of it. People are hiding something. People with you know this disability are hiding an evil, evil within. You know, it's 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 a pretty bad trope. Well, it's the split thing, right? It's like it's it's if pop culture is to be believed, you know, they all have a serial killer buried in their subconscious, and, and that alter is just waiting to get out. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't. Whatever. That doesn't do much for me. I'm more interested in like. Kind of what the, you know, obviously comics in general, but just like you know, it's like okay, what does it mean to be protecting the travelers of the night? Like, can we? Like, it's what is that hero? How, yeah. Like, I can we get that? About this. That's cool. It, maybe we can pin put a pin in this for later. But like, how how long has it been since we've had a superhero movie or something that is about people just like doing the the normal day to day superhero stuff? Right, like having that sequence at the beginning of the two thousand Spider Man and Batman where they're just stopping muggers. Home, Homecoming <laughs> like, does it with Spidey. You know, they actually do a little friendly neighborhood. Yeah, Homecoming does it, and then we've had two more movies where it's like, so what do you do as Spider-Man except for, like, deal with your own problems? Uh (laughs) Like, they're also, they're all very, uh, like, focused on the characters themselves rather than, like, the world outside of them and, you know, just kind of help a normal I mean, I guess Hawkeye actually did that. Like, Hawkeye was pretty grounded. Yeah, I guess, but it was still, like, it was all about, like, getting her out of trouble, right? It wasn't, like, her learning how to be a superhero by, like, going to stop you know, random street crime. Or I mean, I feel like Ms. Marvel might be that. Yeah, bit. yeah, maybe. That's That'd probably be fun. a good guess. It would be yeah. fun to get back to that because uh, we just haven't seen that in a yeah. long time. I hope Ms. Marvel's good. Um, I just, I don't, yeah. I'm not loving what the trajectory of, of Disney Plus is for Marvel right now. And I, I kind of think it needs, it needs to figure it out and frankly fairly quickly because I'm, I think folks will get sort of tired of it. But at the same time, it's like, it's just popcorn. It's popcorn action, and yeah. I guess the fifth, the fifth episode was not like that's not popcorn. That was trauma on on in full display. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I it just it did not work for me in any spectacular fashion. I found it very average. I definitely liked Doctor Strange more, um, and I was glad to have a big old MCU movie to go to after that. Yeah, Thor. Thor in two months. 
And, I think uh, Thor's going to be great. I got high hopes on Thor. Yeah. I got high hopes for Black Panther this fall. Oh, super, boy, Black, no Black idea Panther. what that's going to be. Yeah, Black Panther is the one where I'm like, if that movie turns out well, if that if that movie works, it's going to be a miracle. Just because uh-huh. of all the production problems with that. I mean, not not the least of which is Chadwick Boseman dying, but like well, that's, beyond that, that it's which, just obviously, yeah. COVID and then, you know. Lidish rights. <laughs> right, exactly. And I mean, just like having to rewrite that whole movie in the middle of production yeah. and... Mm-hmm. Boy, yeah, what a what a a task I do not envy for Ryan Coogler. Yeah, no, so. no, that one that one be super Hopeful. interesting to see what they can pull yeah. out there. Um, but I've got I've got high confidence in Thor for sure, and I'm I'm hopeful for Ms. Marvel. I really hope it's I really hope it's good. It's an important yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, and I, I am looking forward way more to She Hulk than Ms. Marvel. Like She Hulk seems like fun. Is that this year like, too? TV? Yeah, I, I think it's it end of the year. Uh, oh, hey, actually, do you know there's a Werewolf by Night Halloween special coming out later this year? <laughs> I did not. I don't know if it's this year or next year. It is. Yeah. It's this year. They're, uh, it's scheduled to be released, and it's Gail Garcia Bernal, which is wild casting. Uh, All right, I'm know. here for that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Crazy. And then like the the Guardians holiday special is this yeah, year that's too. This year as well. Yep, that should be fun. Yeah, yeah but that'll be fun. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks. This was great. Enjoyed talking about this with you both. And uh, you can find everything from Mindless Year at patreon.com slash Mindless Year. If you're writing a review on iTunes, that is super appreciated as well. I'm Dave. You can find all my stuff at Comic Book Herald. You can find uh, social for Mindless Year run by Charlotte at My Marvelous Year on Twitter and Instagram. And music for the show is by Disaster Peace. What do we, Thanks, what everybody, do we got for listening. next week, Dave? What are we reading next week? Is it X-Men well, Onslaught? We're going to be reading Onslaught and doing our episode on Onslaught recording, but is that the one that will come out next week? I yeah, guess I maybe think it so. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we're on a is. one-to-one cadence right now. Um, so, yeah, come join us in 1996 for X-Men Onslaught, baby. Uh, if you want to see, like, if you were like, who's that guy in the wheelchair? I want to know Who more about Onslaught, him. Onslaught, baby? That come, sounds interesting to me. Hmm. Oh, you haven't read Onslaught, baby? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. a I'm, I'm that's a curious. 2006 mini written by uh, Akira Yoshida, <laughs> one of my faves. Oof. Oh, hey, I was uh, I was at my local library last week, and they had a book sale and a little stack of like floppy loose comics, mm-hmm. just random single issues, and there was a bunch of Akira Yoshida comics. Yeah, there. and I almost bought them to like mail them to you. <laughs> I consider I consider that as a joke, but it was too much work. That would have been a good joke, but mm. yes, I I appreciate the effort that we've gone into that. Thanks everybody for listening. And we'll see you next year. See you next year. See you next year.